For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with a 40 years of playing PlayStation and eight plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if... You want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash the pop culturist, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can wear shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Not that shirt, however. Uh, no, that, <laughs> the one that Max is wearing, the For the Players one. Once again, we've received a beautiful DMCA <laughs> takedown for that shirt. It's not available. Uh, it happens. When, when you straight borrow uh, intellectual property, it is to be expected that it may get cut, taken out. <laughs> we may have to rerun that intro. I totally wasn't recording. I can pull it from... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you voted bumhole. Absolute bumhole. <laughs> <sighs> Max. How are you this week? I'm well. Your face is fluorescent. Yeah, yeah. So, as Dash mentioned in the chat, I, I shaved my grizzle. Basically, what happened was... So, I'm on the back of out. last week being like, I'm going to grow my beard out. I have permission. And now I'm looking at the most moon-faced dude in the world. Yeah. So, basically, what happened was COVID struck again. I had to wear a mask. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. And I shaved it off Friday morning after two days of having to wear a mask. Yeah. Beards, uh, beards are not, they're not fun. I, I said I've tried to grow one a couple of times and it's been... Uh, frustrating and uncomfortable and like this is about the best I'm going to get whatever this bullshit on my face is because like I just get frustrated I get angry at it and yeah now we're wearing masks again hi lockdown 5 fucking good to see you again um, you know it's it's just worse it's actually worse but like yeah I don't think in this, as long as I've known you I don't recall you ever being this smoothly shaven I'm not smooth if you could feel this face it is definitely not smooth but it, like I, yeah with the with the lights in your in your office in your space because yeah. you know for those listening on the audio it's locked down we're in we're on digital spaces again it just looks like sheen it just it looks yeah it, it looks smooth I'm mo- to touch. I'm moisturized after the shower Ooh, today right. and maybe that's why there's that sheen it's getting that moisturizing sheen uh but yes as as we've said like a couple times now it is lockdown five uh tokyo drift it's it's fucked up it's it's horrid and i'm hating it um already i'm straight sick of it uh but how are you going max how are you going this 
the latest lockdown again. Well, this this has been a week. So we recorded. Did we record Sunday last week? It was week? Sunday because the rest yes. that I should yeah. be at tonight. <laughs> Fucking COVID. So after recording last Sunday, I got home and my child had woken up from her nap sick. Later that evening, we had to rush her to the hospital because she had a fever of over 40 degrees. So that was fun. Um, and then I managed to get Tuesday and Wednesday off work because I had a sick child. I'm like, I need to be at home. I had to work the Monday night because my boss like just didn't get any of my messages saying, I'm at the hospital. I'm not coming in. And I'm like, I better go in. He's definitely not got these. No one's doing my work if I don't go in. Um, so yeah, I had a pretty chill week. Uh, I found out Friday morning that I had been to a COVID outbreak site. So I had to go get tested for that Friday morning. Uh, I just got my results back 20 minutes ago saying that I am all clear. I got the big negative. So go me. And uh, now I'm just doing, doing living my living that good lockdown life. I mean, it was great. My, my wife had to go grocery shopping without me this morning because she just wanted to go grocery shopping this morning. And I'm like, well, I can't go. I'm technically housebound until I get my results back. So you'll have to go. You'll have to fly solo. <laughs> so I kind of got to kind of just chill, which was nice. But it's 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 been a week. It's just it's the same as usual. I know that that exciting. like admittedly that is one of the best things where I'm like, oh, I have to go shopping by myself. See ya. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, because yeah. <laughs> my son you know, is an absolute fucking terror at the supermarket. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't come, buddy. And then I go and like, either my wife or I shop somewhere like shopping in peace, except for everyone, except for there not being anything. Yeah. yeah, and like I had a pretty hectic last weekend, so. Being in lockdown this weekend gives me an excuse to not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's certainly true. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm still in the same boat. I'm still working. And so my my the rest of my week, uh, you know, the back end of my week was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is coming, isn't it? And then just getting somewhat prepared for the impending news uh, and then just making sure I just essentially email all my like 100 clients at some point. There's phone calls, just prepping, but thankfully it wasn't too it wasn't too brutal. A lot of our, a lot of my clients are like, yeah, man, no worries. So they they're understandable about the whole lockdown processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, personally, as I was supposed to be at the wrestling today, that didn't happen. Um, so we're just back to the existing until like we you're can one go of the, outside again. You're one of the vast minority of the fully vaccinated people. I am. I'm country. fully vaccinated. I'm still fucking stuck stuck in my house. You can't go flaunt your immunity in the, in the wild. Oh, that's a shame. I'm glad, I'm glad I um, went and did that because it seems really, really worthwhile. worthwhile. Yeah. Well, I, I'm off to get mine on Monday now that I've popped my negative. I can actually go to a doctor and, and get mine, Man. which would be nice. <laughs> start, start that process. But even though we've did lockdown and it's like repeated conversation, Let's get into the section where we talk about what we've been playing this week. Max, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So, uh, I dove back into Plague Tale Innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, grinding away at that, played the first first couple of chapters. The game looks really, really nice on PlayStation 5. Uh, all the extra lighting effects that they've added in. The game looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice. Um, I've also been on and off between Rocket League, 
I've uh, been playing a lot of Minecraft recently. And uh, on Wednesday night, Wednesday night? Thursday night, just before lockdown struck, uh, mid-season update for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It's almost like they knew. Zombies map. How is it? Yeah, it's, it's actually really good. So they've gone back to their, uh, this is a, a continuation of the story told in, in the first two zombies maps. So it's back to its round based system uh, where you're not changing locations like in, in the new outbreak mode. So it's a proper uh, a proper level. Mm-hmm. So it's set in Berlin and it's, it's awesome. So uh, it's very, it's very dense and the, and the map is very much divided in half by barriers so to get past them you have to go underground dodge the trains that randomly come through the subway they're like ghost flaming trains very scary the map's really dark they've added a few new uh zombie types in which is awesome we got a new wonder weapon which is ridiculously broken and overpowered like if you get this thing it's it's almost impossible to die um that sounds, so that sounds like my of, kind of weapon <laughs> had a few rounds of that um, and we're just waiting to do the big overarching Easter egg story mission that comes with each new zombies map. Just trying to work out the best way to to tackle that. So yeah, it's been fun. What about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, like the only like so, I I, I know I've been I've been talking about this this, this key mailer website that we have access to, right? Hmm. Um, which yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool website. So we have a lot of independent um developers on there where you can lodge yourself as a, a content creator and you can request codes so i did i was like sure I'm, I'll, i saw one that caught my attention it's called it was called in rays of light it had this cool mm-hmm. kind of like post-apocalyptic uh walking sim feel and i was like oh i'll check this bus that looks really cool so that came through earlier in the week i was been playing that on the ps5 and uh it's mad actually it's mad yeah uh so it is very like it, it is very walking sim there's not a whole lot to it the, there's no combat there's there's nothing mm-hmm. right so you're essentially in this uh, uh university building in russia because the gentleman that created i believe is russian as well uh and you just kind of appear and it's empty it's 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 run down it has a lot of uh, last of us sort of feel right mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of yeah so then you sort of explore and you you gain story throughout the world like reading some notepads and and uh you know written on things written on the wall and you find some tools to get your way through doors and grab keys and it, it, it like it's it's not a very long game you can bang it out in probably like two hours not even um but uh it had such a good sense of feel you know what i mean like in terms of like the the uh, the sounds were fantastic. Like the sound design was brilliant. Like as you're walking through areas and you can feel, uh, so you can he- hear like cr- uh, uh, crunches under your feet for glass and gravel and, and sand and like whatever you happen to wander across. It's, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it has this constant sense of like foreboding because like you're seeing all these documents about everyone being pushed down into the, into the bunker because, you know, there's uh, bombing raids going on. And, and so it's, it sounds like very like, you know, mid-war sort of yeah uh, situation and throughout the game as you're playing there does get a moment where uh 
you start hear like those sirens you're like something bombing raids coming you look up in the sky and there's a bunch of planes heading over and you've got to head down to the bunker and then it kind of changes tone so what was like a really quite nice walking sim as you're just engaging and taking in information and exploring it then it gets kind not like full-blown horror-y but it does get a little bit sensory you know i mean like in terms mm-hmm. of like the, the lighting changes the what you know pr- presentation is overall kind of darker and grimmer and it's relying on to the the torchlight that you have or the the light of the cigarette of the cigarette lighter that you have uh and then it kind of has this interesting ending it's not really I, I, it's where it, it just kind of ties in with that whole narrative of of that i don't know it's like i can't excite I know I'm really good at like just straight up spoiling things. In this, but so this, so this is really a, I've never noticed. That. I know, right? It's um. So I don't wanna, I don't want to say it exactly because this is technically a remake of an old of an older game, uh, uh like an older walk uh, walking simulator experience. So it looks mint as shit. But like, I guess because it's super old, it's not really that kind of spoilery. What do you reckon? Uh, this is your call. I, I'm not going to be held accountable for your spoilerish actions. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, look, this is going to get it out there. Like there's a, the scene, there's things that the, there's scenarios where I get a real big death stranding vibe. Okay. In the way that you're looking at it, you know, like the rock, you know, the, when you look at it, it's like the rock and the destruction and there's bodies floating and it's like, it's, it really kind of sets this, sets this moment and I, I kind of just go, damn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of changes everything and it gets you in a position of, yeah. of just, because even though I've been playing for like two-ish hours, whatever, in order to, um, to get, to roll credits on it. Yeah, that, I kind of forgot the start of the game was so light and nice because it's one of those things like once that bombing so, ran along so what, what you're telling me is they pulled an, an M. Night Shyamalan twist on you halfway through the game a little bit like not <laughs> it's not like a massive twist but it was like it was all light and nice I was like oh this is cool I'm loving the energy of this and then that when those sirens kick in I went oh shit and then by the end of it mm. I went oh yeah it was all fucking light and fluffy wasn't it yeah and like sort of yeah and then it just gets real intense it's absolutely fantastic it's like 12 bucks on the store it's it is only like a two-hour experience. Um, it does have that sense of a, of a very independent game, but it looks fantastic. I, I really, really got a kick out of it. Like, what sold me on it was the, the screenshots alone, and I, I'm so glad I experienced it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to... It's not something I'm going to remember probably in like 10 years from now, mm-hmm. but at least right now, I was like, yeah, no, I'm glad I played that. That was really, very cool. That's cool. It's a great little experience. Uh, additionally, I uh, I reinstalled uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain for some reason. Ooh, great game. Well, that's the thing because I never finished it. Oh, dude, that's some saying. So I've reinstalled it and I started it again because I couldn't tell you where I was up to. Because I any sort of mem- muscle memory I have about this game or how to play it, how to do it, is just completely gone. Yeah, because I'm just like stealth, 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 jump into someone like right because i'm getting all the all the buttons are all janky for me because i can't remember what they are i'm trying to yeah, there's s- nothing worse than when you're like trying to trying to you know um choke someone out and you just 
dive roll into their butt. Well, that's what I did. I'm like stealth, stealth, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tackle this. I'm, like, I'm gonna choke him out. And I just, I fucking, I uh, Roman Reigns edge speared him right through the guts, and he's like, hey, yeah. I'm like, oh no. So, but yeah, look, that Good game time. holds up something fierce. It still looks brilliant. Yeah. That game is stunning, uh, and I'm, I'm just sort of getting. Getting all this feels because it's the whole the Kojima this man like the Kojima names back out there again the hype is real especially about this you know uh, abandoned but not so abandoned thing you know it's just it got me a little bit excited because I was also just debating about going back and finally finishing Red Dead Two because I only got yeah, we had we we had this discussion earlier this week yeah, yeah. we did because it was like well I I got through like four of the five or six chapters or whatever it is and I forget what I what I got distracted by. Well, see, I I suffer. I'm right at the end for it, but I suffered from that. Red Dead Two is a prequel, not a sequel. Mm. And I'm like, well, I know how this ends, so I don't want to play it now. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's the case. But like, <laughs> and, and it was really frustrating because I was really enjoying my time with it, but I just couldn't get over that. I just I like basically spoiled myself going, well, I know how this ends. Mm. I can see how it's going to get there. Do I really need to play it out? And then I just never went back. Which is a shame because the game was really good. It, yeah, it was very, very good. Like I think the only reason I stopped playing it because I think what came out around about the same time didn't Death Stranding come out near Red Dead or am I crazy? No, that sounds about right. But yeah, that was in December. Red Dead came out in October. Something would have come. Something out. distracted me and I didn't end up finishing it. I gave it a. Re- I gave did give it a, like a red hot go, but I do need to go back and I will. I'll go back and I'll. Put- well, they just they they apparently just dropped their PlayStation Plus requirement for online. They did, they did, and yeah. that's our thing. Like I really didn't dive into the online for Red Dead as well. I didn't like the online for Red Dead. Um, I'm curious to see what it is now. Yeah. Just it, it was uh, the, the the thing for me. Like it it we played it for a while and it was humorous. Like there's nothing funnier than like hog tying your mates and throwing them into the lake and watching them drown. <laughs> But at some point, you're just like, it takes forever to get anywhere because you're either walking or riding a horse. Mm. Whereas I can jump in GTA Online and get in my flying car and be there in 10 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes it's just... Because yeah, I think I think they have heists now. I think the latest update kind of adds a little bit of that you can break and rob a place change. Oh, that'd be cool. Which is cool. Do some like Fast and Furious action, tie the safe up to four horses and just gallop off into the sunset with the... With the safe trailing behind you, yeah, like the, I don't know, but yeah, like I'm very tempted to go back, and I think I might actually. Well, if you do, let me know, and I'll re re-download it. Yeah, I, well, in that, yeah, what are we doing tonight? And I'll suss it. Oh, tonight we're watching SmackDown, and I'm probably going to drink, so I might, I probably uh, sh- t- tonight I'm probably raiding in Destiny. Yeah, I'm just gonna, get, I'm just gonna get back. I'm just gonna probably get drunk in this room, like I have done every lockdown so far, and um, probably watch some wrestling. Well, I I I re I just realized that I've got half a bottle of gin in my freezer ready to go, and I've got tonic water in the fridge, so I might fucking party, get drunk, play have games. Have a few. Uh, Lizard yeah. Runner in the chat says online cargo runs were awesome PvPVE events. Well, that's the thing. That's cool. That's, a, that's a, like that's part of why I want to check it out. Like it seems so different. Like GTA is cool, and I love GTA Online. You and I have played a stack, but you played way more than I have. Uh, but like there's just something about Red Dead as an idea that seems so different to me. And it kind of seems intriguing from a, from an online. I wish I'd spent more time with it when it launched. Because I imagine if I go in, I'm just going to get fucked up now. In the same as GTA. Like, it's, it seems almost unbearable to start playing GTA online for the first time now. 
But from memory, that's all that I've played, I think. Yes. Sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. I don't think I've noticed you playing anything when I'm online. So. No, it's been a very quiet week uh, from yeah. from uh, the gaming side of things. But uh, it's, it's, it's been a semi-ish, quiet-ish week when it comes to the news. So this brings us to the next section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. But oh, before we jump into that, speaking of this week in me... Uh, gross. <laughs> um, no... <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Uh, he's it, been getting in you this week <laughs> you you name it right so uh just put it out there a little shout out so i guessed it on episode two of question box oh, okay. uh so shane bailey uh, a friend of ours he's been uh been follower of the show for a long time uh he and i we used to work together back when he worked within the business itself uh he has since uh stepped out of it and started up his new his own content creation platform over at magic underscore casts. Um, so if you like what I have to say, if you want to see me somewhere else, uh, you can go check that out at YouTube and on your podcast services. We have an awesome chat about PlayStation uh, and the other things that are going around in the industry. And I really enjoyed it. because So he actually, uh, he really tackled some of my uh, uh, perceptions or like when he's asked me questions about playstation that just things that i hadn't considered and i went oh fuck and like i couldn't have it i didn't have an answer and i loved it because it put me on the spot in like the best way not that like my fanboyness got checked or anything because that i don't really think i have that fanboyism but it was just a it was essentially a have you considered and i went i have not considered fuck it was awesome. Go check it out. It was yeah. It's called the, the question box. It was awesome. All right, Max, you can talk about news now. Well, let's kick things off with some Sony news, and let's talk about uh, Jim Ryan's latest interview and his thoughts on the best games. So, speaking in an interview with Chinese publication TMT Post, the PlayStation boss talks about how the company strives for top-notch titles, even if it means that they may take a little longer to make. Uh, the translations of his answers are a little rough. Because uh, Jim, An- Jim Ryan's answers are, in fact, rough. <laughs> uh, no, that's not why. Obviously, the, some things can be lost in translation. But the translations of his answers um, give the rough gist of what he's saying. Quote, Better to wait and have a great time than to rush and have a game that is okay or quite good. Uh, Ryan continues, quote, players only remember the best games rather than the okay games. If it's a best game, players may want a sequel and they will also want to buy a sequel, but no one really cares about a game that's only okay. He concludes that Sony won't settle for less than, quote, we want the best. He cites Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart as an example, a game he's been playing recently. Has he? And Ryan's definition of the best game is one which can, quote, can arouse certain emotions of the players, such as making the player feel excited, feel the adrenaline rush, or feel happy or sad. Yeah. He just just wants you to feel things. Just feel things, all right? Just just feel things. Feel the most most basic of emotions. Happy, (laughs) sad. That's it. (laughs) Get excited, get happy, get sad. Yeah, that's it. That's all you can do according to Jim Ryan. Look, I, I appreciate the sentiment. He's essentially uh, doing a shittier version of, you know, a delayed game is always better. Um, yeah. Because to me, this is... A, uh, I think this is a... I mean, the big question is, did he butcher the quote more than I did that one time? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> to, paraphrase, to paraphrase poorly... <laughs> 
It's that quote. Um, look, I think to me, this kind of adds a bit more... I, I, I think I'm reading between the lines here, accurately or inaccurately. I think this is adding to why they're so quiet right now. Is yeah. because, as I said, they are uncertain on what the future holds. They don't want to deliver. They want to deliver only the best. So they're not going to stand here and say the horizons this, God of War is this, when they cannot verify that right now. Yeah, and I think that's I think that is a smart, but I I am also wary that if they continue to remain as silent as they are and or have been, then um it's going to be a massive detriment. And uh, I just don't like Jim Ryan talking personally. Like I, I it just doesn't seem to land, and even through a translator, he sounds horrid. Well, speaking of Sony and their silence, it sounds like Sony is skipping Gamescom. So surprising no one, Sony is seemingly skipping Gamescom next month, which is, again, not surprising after skipping E3 earlier this year. Uh, This year's Gamescom will be a digital event, and organizers have already claimed that a bunch of partners have already signed up, including Bandai Namco, Activision, Xbox, EA, Sega, and Ubisoft. No Sony Interactive Entertainment. Look, as you said, this does in fact make a lot of sense. Sony haven't really been at any conference any time in the last year and a half, if not slightly longer. Actually longer, yeah. Uh, I didn't see that changing with Gamescom because uh, Gamescom itself is, as you mentioned, is becoming a digital event again. And it's that it's that longer narrative. Why attend a digital event when you can do it your own? And, you know, with the rumor mill that they have something lined up in, in August uh why not hold it for your own for your your own stuff what do you think that's it uh no i very much the same um yeah if they were going to do something online it makes sense for them to just put out another state of play or do their own thing uh and then their their messaging isn't as not that i would say that it would get lost but it's not as lost in the rest of the stuff Mm. because it's just it's just them focusing on what they want to focus on it's not it's not you've got a clip spliced in between a Ubisoft game and an EA game, or you're not you're not showing off God of War after Activision comes out with their game and and all that. But I would I would just, even debate like, like focused. I would even debate that the, their idea is like oh they're only telling you what they want to tell you. Like I look at the the last state of play, but that's what every company does. They're not going to show you what they don't want to show. Well, you. Well, yeah, of course. But I mean that in terms of the last state of play, I'm like none of that felt like that they really wanted to do that show. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're like, oh, yeah. it's Deathloop and it's some other things. I guess we have to do something. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And I, yeah. this August one, which, you know, is the rumor mill on Twitter, at least, has been like, oh, it's going to show this, it's going to show that, it's going to show this. Because once again, what I, as, as I discussed in the question, in the question box um, with, with Shane, was, you know, like, I am cynical to the future of PlayStation. I'm cynical to the future in general, right? But... Spellation specifically, I don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of excitement for whatever this August show is because if using last year as an example, right? How long did we spend in last year being like, they're going to talk PS5, they're going to talk PS5, and then they didn't, and then they didn't, and then they didn't, and then they didn't, and then they didn't. And eventually they did, and we're all like, yeah, hey, And I think that could happen this year. Like, maybe we're going to get to, in, maybe this August showcase is the one that will show off what's coming in the next year. It'll provide the, what we refer to it, we refer to it as the clarity. It'll provide that clarity in the upcoming yeah. year. And because it's, it's not even about them needing to do their own thing to steal the show, because as we saw last week that wasn't a show stealing state of play 
No, not at all. And like, oh, we held that. Like, they could have done that at E3. They could have done that with somebody else, but they made the choice not to for whatever reason. I still think, I kind of think it might have been a silly reason because I think if you buried that in a bigger conference, it wouldn't have looked, wouldn't have reflected so it wouldn't poorly. Have, it wouldn't have been as noticeable that it was a, a sub, that it could have been uh, portrayed as Agree. Yeah, player. yeah, spot on. I, th- I so think if you get stuck in the forest, you, no one's going to see the trees, you know? Yeah. And then you, then it just kind of becomes the the bigger announcement over, over the time instead. And last up, Phil Spencer speaks about how much he loves the DualSense controller. So this isn't the first time that Spencer has complimented Sony's work on their new DualSense controller, but during a recent Kind of Funny Games cast, Spencer teased it may follow their lead. Quote, we're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that can bring more games to more places, he said, as reported by VGC. Quote, there's probably some work that we'll do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller, and we kind of look at some of that and think there are things that we should go and do, end quote. That's good. That's great. Because I think I think the DualSense, what the DualSense can offer is is fantastic. And, and I think... I think this is good for PlayStation fans too because it means that if both of the big consoles have the same features in their controllers, we're going to see it crossed over in more third-party titles and not just the first parties. But what I, I, I part of me wonders whether they're like, there's I look I I really appreciate that Phil Spencer's coming out and doing his thing and being like, yeah, man, we fucking love what they've done. You would never hear Sony say that, never. No. No. never and I, I do i thoroughly respect that but yeah as you know the, we'll talk the, the the xbox controller it had its own adaptive triggers what, what they called impulse triggers at the time right the only mm. thing that they'll need is haptic feedback and i think that that is great because haptic feedback is awesome and i think you know uh, microsoft and xbox titles will benefit from that haptic feedback but other than that there's really no major differentiator between the con- between the controllers they're not looking at that, that going oh now that there's a dual sense we should probably get a massive touchscreen on our controller i doubt that <laughs> no no I, I also doubt that but if it means that a lot more uh titles will integrate adaptive triggers and stuff like that mm. i think it's a win for both for both teams yeah, no, I agree. Uh, did you did you play? Did you use the old Xbox control? Because the impulse triggers from memory were just vibrating. I don't think they had the tension. Did they? I don't recall. Mm, me either. That's all right. Recall. M- moving on. So Max, now it's my turn, and I'm mm. I'm just going to throw a bunch of rumors at you. <laughs> That sounds about I don't, right. I don't want to hear what, Yeah, typical, typical Ryan. That's typical Ryan. Spoilers and rumors. Spo- <laughs> spoilers and tinfoil hats is what I'm good at. Netflix is getting into the game space. Uh, so Netflix appears poised to enter the gaming arena after it announced earlier this week that he had, it had hired ex-EA executive Mike Ver- Verdu to lead its expansion into the lucrative sector. While this could potentially be considered yet another headache for market leader PlayStation, it's possible Sony could also see an opportunity here. Uh, and if um, images detain a data mine from the streaming services app are to be believed, a potential partnership could be afoot. According to data miner Steve Mo- Mosier, there are already video game references within the Netflix app source code, including a logo for a service called Endgame as well as assets for a couple of unbranded DualSense controllers and Ghost of Tsushima's artwork. 
Sony, after all, is already in bed with Netflix, having signed a multi-year US licensing agreement, which will see Sony Pictures Entertainment movies like the Uncharted film come first to the streaming service following the theatrical and home entertainment release windows. Max, what is your thoughts on Netflix but games? Uh, obviously, this is heavily rumored. Um, if there is a if there is a partnership uh, forming from Netflix and Sony, I still don't think it has it in them to uh, compete with that Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So, um, I, I th- and like it, it's obviously still very early in its conception. If they're only just hiring uh, an EA, uh, an ex. EA executive but like what is it going to be is it is it an, is it an additional cost to our Netflix subscription apparently not is apparently it... not from there was there was a statement around it somewhere that said it wouldn't be an additional cost and then obviously it's it stuck in that in that what initially was PlayStation now uh, setting of you have to stream these games yeah. which means it's probably not coming to Australia yeah yeah <laughs> Like, you know, that's that's the one big win that, that Games Pass has over a lot of the other services is that you can download that title while it's on the service. Yeah, but... Which allows you to play it as it is. Bingo! And most people, when they're watching Netflix, they're either using a console itself or they're running it through their TV's app. And TVs don't have the level of storage capable to install games on. Mm. It's not possible. Um, and for me, uh, this hits a couple of different, like, a couple of points of concern, I guess. One of them being, oh, uh, are what are, are they working with partners? Are they creating a you know a, their own version of a Netflix for games, but taking the uh, fucking Game Pass uh, moniker? Or are they creating their own their own games based on their own IP, right? So Netflix does have a string of IP that they have through their TV shows and their movies, the mm. likes of um, Stranger Things and I think Queer Eye is a Netflix thing now. And, you know, there's like, was it 13 Reasons Why? Like, there's play that mm. game. Woohoo. We can, you know, <laughs> assault someone with a broomstick. Um so like I do look at that going okay is their IP strong enough to run their own platform at a game perspective probably not and if they are I'd imagine they'd be relatively simple and maybe not quite phone designed games but Mm. they wouldn't be they're not going to be 50 hour RPGs it's not happening no Uh, and even then like are they willing to know that it's going to take four years to make something um, Mm. of quality right so looking at because uh, so that's the thing like uh, they're running out of partners because you look at some of the big developers and stuff they have their own systems now yeah. like uh, Ubisoft's got whatever they've got we've got EA Play coming out of uh, Electronic Arts Microsoft's obviously got their Games Pass Sony's got PlayStation now like there's so many already existing in the space at what point are you just flooding that market with crap and like to add to that i also think that netflix are coming at this from the approach of hmm how do we get people to watch out how how do we get more people to stay logged into netflix because once Mm. again very similar to game pass very similar to every service-based game the answer is time what they want from you is time they want you they want your attention all of the time and that, and that's that's the model here. So Netflix has approached the exact same thing. And for me, I'm like, uh, I'm not saying that you know all all game 
development or game developers are altruistic in the idea that they want to have these big creative endeavors um and like oh we do it just for the love of games but i i think at least with the netflix idea they're like well how do we get more money how do we get more time like i think their motivations behind it may not be the same that you would get from many game studios and as i said like well the point i was trying to make before and then my brain farted was you know it might take four years for them to make a game of substance when you can film re- film edit post-production and then release a tv series or a movie in about nine months like that is a massive massive increase in time compared to your current standard delivery yeah. right um and then of course the financial investment that comes with that now so, uh netflix have said that they wanted to in- they're going to invest invest like 17 billion dollars into um content creation over this i think it was window of time so there's not mm-hmm. as if they don't have the the cash the 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 bank to to steam uh, steamroll some of these things, but it just comes yeah. down to whether they're willing to invest all of that money in something that might have a that that is of a higher risk, that is the game space. Because if you look over at the likes of GameStop, right, like GameStop should understand games, right? They've they've been in gaming culture, gaming industry for the very, very long time. And we saw them have their stint at game development and game publishing, and it didn't go well for them at all, you know? And then I think Amazon tried to get into it at one point as well, and that didn't really pay off either. We look over at Google Stadia, and they didn't do well either. Like, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be new people coming in, because like that a new competition has the ability to disrupt the entire system and i love that idea because we've said it here a thousand times on the show max competition is king and that will shape the future and i just don't think that netflix is the platform to come in and fuck it up you know know, part part of me thinks that it's it's almost of that uh, to put it um similarly it's it's like when everyone jumped on the bandwagon of battle royale games yeah yeah we're still getting them now and they seem so dated and ill thought out and unprepared i have a feeling that this is what this is going to be it's going to be the unprepared unthought out version of a of a gaming streaming service and you know you look at like you said you look at stadia's poor poor launch which which cost them almost everything yeah because you really do only get one shot at a first impression and to even add to that because you did mention it like the the infrastructure isn't currently available even in even in some places in america right where their internet on average is better than the best that australia has to offer they are struggling with xcloud they are struggling with ps now apparently google stadia is still pretty like probably one of the better ones but even then Mm. it's not fantastic right so it is instantly going to just fuck with people. Like, as you said, we could, we will not be able to support a streaming only platform like that here in Australia. It's not possible currently. That's it. I love the idea of it though. The idea is kind of cool. I'm not, especially I'm, if it's going to be no added cost to what you're already paying yeah. for your Netflix subscription. Like I'm not, poop- which also, which also baffles me that they think that they're going to be able to recoup their cost, their extra cost of game development inside what they're already making from there. Because and to add to that as well, like they have, so your that, ex- that either means that, that that means we're either already paying Netflix too much for the services that we're getting, which is probably <sighs> more likely than not. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, but like, so. but the other thing is that is they're like, oh. 
we have 200 well, i'm using a big pulling number out of my ass here we have 200 million netflix subscribers you know the potential cat the potential people that can play that not that many dude like my mum has fucking netflix she ain't playing a game if you put a game on there right you know what i mean yeah. like my you know my, my wife's grandparents have netflix they ain't playing it right it's that idea it's it's that same level of thought process of like hmm there are like a billion phones on the market. They all could play games, but they won't, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, like, like that is like that's the business look at this. And as I, said, I can't help but separate. Once again, it is the games industry. It is a business, but I can't help but see the the flagrant businessness in this decision. Yeah, which is a problem. It's fine. But there's other things we can look forward to, Max. That might be exciting. So, uh, mocap, mo motion capture. For those playing at home that may not be aware max uh it has it's fucking accuse you of not knowing mocap is it hasn't been announced <laughs> or even teased yet but we all know that a new marvel spider-man is happening at some point in fact insomniac games could be working on it right now earlier this week miles morales actor naji jetta posted a picture of himself on instagram wearing a motion capture suit the post was deleted soon after, but not before fans start, started a new wave of speculation over a Spood's sequel. I mean, they're obviously working on it. Oh, fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're obviously working on it. Like, we do know that Insomniac are working on that. Uh, that um, that there was We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. They were talking about doing a a multiplayer cooperative style game mm -hmm. where I pitched the idea that you get to play as both Spider-Man and Miles Morales in a co-op Spider-Man game, which I still think would be really rad in some of that games. Please hit me up if you want some ideas. Emails in the description uh, below. <laughs> Emails in the description below. DM me. My, my DMs are open. Slide into <laughs> Max's DMs in some of games. Um, but yeah, it, it makes sense. Uh, obviously, the, the fact that the, the post was deleted soon after does is is what sparked the the fire of this rumor um you know a lot of people are saying oh it could have just been an old photo and he's just removed it because he's because it's old but no one no one posts a photo and then deletes it so quickly after unless they did something they shouldn't be doing yeah but once again the internet never <laughs> forgets but no i'm with you 100 percent. there is no, no someone's someone's always there to see it and post it like, and repost it yeah i don't know i don't know how people just catch things before they get deleted like i don't it's, it's amazing but either way like I, i'm with you like the atomic are 100 percent working on the next spider-man game pardon me and like they obviously have enough mo motion capture data from the previous two games to to build like the basic you know fighting yeah you know like the, in terms of the basic move set like the only reason they would need to bring someone in for mocap like this would be if they need if they are doing those key story beats yeah like those cutscenes. the cutscenes. Cut i couldn't think oh, i can't think of the mm. word cutscenes. but yes like doing the whole cutscenes, and that is got me excited because a <laughs> that means this might be a lot a lot further along than we originally anticipated and looking at insomniac and, and the incredible speed at which they've been releasing if we look at the likes of spider-man then miles morales then ratchet and clank like they they have that multiple team the multiple team structure just going bonkers right now and this has me really excited because as we, you know, we talked about it previously, like looking into the future of what the PS5 has to offer, there ain't a whole lot and it's not very exciting right now. But if, you know, imagine in August, they're like, hey, 
Horizon's coming in March. Padge, it's not coming out this year. It's March. I'm confident. And then, then, uh, then God of War in June. And then they go, oh, here's something that might, that's coming out of the back end of next year. Boom, Spider-Man 2. You see, what you see, you see two spider webs, different hands, different colors, and swing on through, and it just says, you know, Spider-Man 2, you know, maybe like the hand, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, uh, doing the, the spider web, web thingy, and then 2022. What do you reckon? Perhaps. Maybe. I, I think February for Horizon, personally, but... Yeah, February, March, February, yeah. somewhere. All right, Ryan. Well, let's talk about games that are getting delayed. Just like Horizon probably is, Mac. Just saying. (laughs) Uh, First up, we have Riders Republic. This was originally set to release much earlier this year. It was pushed back to the 2nd of September, but Ubisoft made this announcement earlier this week. Quote, To ensure we can deliver the best game for all players, we have made the tough decision to delay our release date from the 2nd of September to the 28th of October. This will give us more time to fine-tune the experience and give you another chance to jump in before launch and provide even more feedback. So it sounds like there will be a second beta period before it's launched on the 28th of October now. Uh, next up, we have Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, after its showing at E3 2021 last month, Ubisoft has made the decision to delay co-op spin-off Rainbow Six Extraction until January 2022. With a very similar quote of, we are embracing the opportunity to take additional time to bring this vision to life in the way it deserves in January of 2022. We are confident that this will ensure Rainbow Six Extraction is is the immersive, cooperative, and thrilling experience we set out to create, and one that you will aspire to play. Uh, Next up, we have Resident Evil Reverse. Was due to launch this month. The multiplayer companion to Resident Evil Village has now been pushed to 2022. Correction, it was meant to release alongside Resident Evil Village. <laughs> but was pushed to... Yeah. So, um, at RE Games on Twitter, shared the post, quote, the previously announced July 2021 launch of Resident Evil Reverse is being removed... is being moved to 2022 so that the team can continue to work... continue working to deliver a smooth gameplay experience. We will share updated launch details at a later time. Thank you for your patience and your understanding. And lastly, we have Ghostwire Tokyo. Developer Tango Gameworks has taken to Twitter to announce the delay of their upcoming title. Originally set to release in October this year, they have pushed it back to, quote, early 2022. We've made the decision to delay the game, uh, to delay the launch of Ghostwire Tokyo to early 2022. We want to get the game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. At the same time, we're also focused on protecting the health of everyone at Tango Studios. Our new release window will give us time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. Thank you for being patient as we work to bring you an experience unlike anything else we've ever made. We can't wait to show you more in the coming months. Four games on the chopping block, all due out at the end of this year, all pushed further back. Look, well, I'm happy because I was, uh, there was a window of time where I'm just getting really kind of worried about the back end of this year. I'm like, it's going to be jacked. It's going to be so full. Like, how much time do we have, Max? Do we have enough time to play all these things? Turns out the answer is yes. Um, because <laughs> we'll just move that that uh, that, that uh, claustrophobia until 2022, by the looks. Um, yeah. look, Ghostwire Tokyo is probably the one that made the most sense to me. It didn't really... 
It hasn't been shown in ages. It hasn't They've been, been shown. super quiet. They've been so quiet. They lost the creative director at some point, which leads me to believe that there, there at least was some minor turmoil backstage. Because uh, mm. the, the the creative director didn't leave because she was at the end of the at the at the end of her time with the company in terms of hey this is about to release like I as the direct you know I as the writer if if it was if she was a writer would be oh I well my my part of my job is done the creative director yeah. is needed until the end of the end of the run right so it's not as if she's like oh well I've done all the things I can do so yeah. Like, it just leads me to worry, like, well, what is happening with this game? Because I honestly, the the the, the footage that we saw previously didn't do it for me at all. I don't remember. Did it do it for you? I don't remember. Did it get you, Dan? It looked interesting enough to me. Um, I And obviously being a... a is this a, a t- another timed exclusive for PlayStation? Yes. Yes, um, it, it, it Obviously one that, that we would want to check out anyway. Um, yeah, it looked all right, but it was confusing from memory. Yeah, it was like first person. I remember seeing some weird, like, supernatural thing coming out of hands and yeah. stuff, which is a bit weird. Um, notice, the, so the other three are very heavily multiplayer focused. Yeah. Which I think, I, which I do believe is probably playing a role. So I did play the beta for Reverse and the game was fucking rough, man. So uh, <laughs> it makes complete sense why it's been delayed again and again and again. However, I can't help but wonder whether the game's going to be more dead than the black dude at the start of Resident Evil 2. Um, it, it seemed like so strong, and then he just kept death, death, rattling, death rattling his way through that game, and then he, oh God, he was dead. Um, so I, I, I don't, I'm not feeling very hopeful for Reverse, because even the idea itself seemed rather like derivative and shit. Cause like, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a, it was a hero shooter yeah in the resident evil verse hero shooter using the last 20 something years the 20 years of resident evil history uh with a weird comics-esque filter over the top so Mm. so not like uh made with that design in mind they literally place a filter over the game to make it look have that aesthetic which is unnecessary um and it kind of was a dumb game rainbow six extraction i think I'm probably okay with this one because I know this one's been delayed like on and off for a while. I think previously it was because of the whole Rainbow Six quarantine, uh, and then they had to sort of rename it and rebrand it. But even then, with now off the back of Siege having a relatively rough launch when it when it you know mm. launch window, I think there is a bit of pressure for them to keep up to the standard of what Siege is now. Because even though this is PVE, where where Siege is PvP, when you're re- releasing something alongside, which this is, because it's using a lot of the same operators, you don't want it to people to go, oh, this is rough. I'll just play Siege. Yeah. yeah. That is the fear. That, and so you want to make sure this is as mint as it possibly can be. Riders Republic, I believe, has that same pressure as well. Steep was not very good. It wasn't very well received. And when this is essentially a soft uh, uh, reboot slash continuance uh, of uh, of Steep, this needs to land. Yeah. And it cannot be janky. What about you, Max? What's your thoughts on these delays? Uh, most of them, like you said, very unsurprising. Uh, like we mentioned, Ghostwire, uh, Tango had not said anything about this for, for quite some time. Um, Riders Republic getting getting pushed by what is it a month 
yeah. is really not that bad. Uh, it does allow them to put in an extra beta period. It does allow them to get that last minute feedback from the people who want to play this game and make sure that they're happy before launch. Super makes sense. Uh, same with what you're very, very much mirroring what you said with Rainbow Six Extraction. You, you, you want them to play that game for that and not be like, well, we're just going to go play over here and play the PvP content. Yeah. Uh, they obviously want it to, to mix. I also got to play the Resident Evil Reverse and it was rough. It is not is not good. It, it was rough. So uh, it's very unsurprising that they're taking extra time to to get that in order. Yeah, because it it is very important, right? Because like that like that that perception is key. Perception becomes reality, especially in the gaming yeah. space. So if if a game perceives to be rough, they're like, oh, oh well, we're not going to check it out. So and that's that that perception can also come across in naming conventions, Max. So I have I have spoken the last two weeks about my dislike of the term director's cut when it came when it came to Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding and the upcoming essential re-releases and exp- and expansions, right? So understandably, Kojima himself has come out and mentioned it. So with Kojima having free reign on Death Stranding, as I as I alluded to, what was the what was cut? That would have that would want to put back into the game in order to have the the title of the director's cut. Well, it turns out that no no content was cut, but instead this director's cut is extra content. And Kojima himself has a few remarks on the use of of the movie based term. The art the auteur has taken to Twitter to explain his stance, and the posts make for some interesting commentary. He writes, a director's cut in a movie is an additional edit to a shortened version that was either released reluctantly because the director did not have the right to edit it or because of because the running time had to be shortened. In the game, it is not what it, it is not what was cut, but what was additionally produced that was included. Delectors plus, possibly a translation <laughs> error. So in my opinion, I don't I don't like to call directors cut i am so happy to hear that he has the same path because to me as, as i said last week and the week before kojima was given free fucking rain there was no part of sony that were like mm, can you not do that <laughs> and then so that so yeah to, to a director's cut implies that the director this is the director's vision this is the version that they wanted now i understand yeah. they're trying to humanize it as well because you know game directors are become for for a while have becoming the figureheads of companies. We look at Herman Holst when he was a gorilla. We look at um at Kojima. We look at uh, uh, Corey Barlog for Sony Santa Monica. Neil Druckmann for Naughty Dog. Like they're start they're trying. Sony are trying to leverage that branding of the of the face of the com- of of this uh, development studio. Mm-hmm. Um and director's cut seems to be down like that similar path. So I understand why they're doing it but I, I, I see there's no harm in calling it an extended cut. Game of the year edition, that is a played out as fuck term. Extended edition, if they want that movie feel, that's how you get it. You said that last week. Yeah. Max, are you happy to hear that Kojima's too shitty with this terminology? Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, and it's nice to know that it, it wasn't it, it wasn't his idea to call it the director's cut. Yeah, which also makes me wonder, like, did he just get an email saying we're calling it the director... It, it's... Uh, <laughs> Death Stranding director's cut. Like, how did that conversation go? Might I? Like, I, I wonder. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, who knows? We'll probably never know how that conversation went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things that we also may never know how they went. Uh, the abandoned app. So, abandoned's bizarre and often delayed real-time trailer app has been renamed the real-time experience app ahead of its uh, purported 29th of July preload date on the PlayStation 5. The client will allegedly play host to quote multiple trailers when available between 5 to 12 minutes, as well as gameplay demonstrations and future live events. Following this, an introduction will be added to the application on the 10th of August, and the first proper trailer will arrive later that month. It is, we've sort we've speculated on here before, and the the likes of Paul James, Paul James Games, Twitter, player2.net.au. Uh, we, we in, in our little group chat, it has been said, like, this is the PlayStation Experience app. The idea of, like, what if this is the PlayStation Experience app? And I don't know about you, it's suddenly becoming that, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not way. saying that they've heard... I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to give him the point for it yet, but it does look, it does look, look like All I'm saying is that someone has heard Paul, and it's, someone's gone, maybe that's a really good idea, and they're running with it. And because other than that, Blue Box Studios, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. <laughs> you are only, like, if you are not Kojima, you are making this so much worse for you. Because it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's this, it, either that, right? There's two ways, there's two ways this could go, Max. Two ways. Because I'm having, like, I'm, I'm having shooting beautiful ADHD thoughts, right? My brain's going ding, 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 ding. Okay. So. What if, what if, Max, originally this was an app just for an over-promised independent studios game, like Abandoned. Not Kojima. Let's go that there. It's not Kojima. It's it's actually Uh. a small studio that really oversold what they could deliver. And then so much so they're like, this is, this is, this is damage control. Well, we, we cannot have, I, I would argue that this is definitely not damage control, but sure. I, I'm saying they're like, well, we can't just have this one app for this one game that everyone is going to be so fucking mad about when it comes out and it's not Kojima. So what if we rebrand the app? What if we reuse it? And let's pivot. Let's pivot the app idea to take it away just from this one shitty studio. That's going to really disappoint everyone. <laughs> Or we make it a whole new experience. We can bury abandoned in other cool things in the future. Is your other point? What if it comes out and abandons like this? Just this absolute banger. Yeah. <laughs> and they they just you know they ride it to the moon. Yeah, that, that, that's too. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> like Look, what happens? I, what, what happens if this August showcase right? Because when when's the preload for this? I don't. 29th, yeah, 29th of July. Of July. When, when is it going live? Two, two weeks. On the tenth of August, two. right? What yeah. if on the tenth of August they say, "Hey, the next PlayStation showcase in this app." Hmm. I don't know. I think. I think this doesn't end well for Blue Box. No. Anyway, mm-hmm. in any way, I have a feeling that it either isn't Kojima and people are pissed. Or it is Kojima, and people still gonna be pissed. <laughs> that, that's how I say. It. I'm seeing this as a really. This is gonna just end poorly for them, no matter what. And like I know everyone always says, you know, any publicity is good. Pub. No, 
I don't believe that for No, there is bad publicity and this game is a little bit of that. (laughs) You know, yeah, it's going to be rough for them. I I hope it all works out for them. You know, I really do, but oh, it's rough. It's going to be a rough ride between, when did I say the 29th of July and August 10th? There's, there's going to be so much more build-up and hype than this thing can possibly contain. Look, I have really enjoyed watching what looked like a dumpster under a tarpaulin with smoke coming out of it. I'm like, is that a dumpster on fire? And everyone's like, no, it's not a dumpster on fire just yet. It's Schrodinger's dumpster on fire. Is it a dumpster or is it not? And I'm like, I'm yeah. pretty confident that's a fucking dumpster. And until they remove but that like tarpaulin... But like you said, you know, on 10th of August, if they come out and be like, well, sh- state of play inside this app or they they drop a a god of war trailer inside it or well no one knows what this is actually for yeah they're like because all this for just one game seems a little bit a game from a studio that no one's ever fucking heard of right so like none of it checks out so if the idea of like hey on the 10th of august this app goes live you can pre-download it now and then on the 13th what was the because there was the rumor mill was the 13th was it not it was supposed to already be out. This app was supposed to already be live. No, but I mean, not. like, the the rumor mill right now about this new upcoming PlayStation Showcase is the... I think it was mid-August. Yeah, yeah 13th to the 17th of August, right? So if they're like, the, the app's live there now, you get the abandonment, or you get nothing, and like the app's live, or... I think it's... I think it's ballsy to release the app, or to preload the app so early, because I wonder what data miners will be able to find from it. That is a concern, and I do I do wonder that as well, like whether there is any backend or they or they can they they come out they look through the code and it's just like Kojima is here written in. This is not Kojima in code, you know. Look, I said, I I like this is the one thing. As I said, as I said before, I'm very very cynical about everything and the future and all the things, but this is the one thing that has me intrigued in the weirdest way, and I I because once again. If it turns out that it is a dumpster fire under that tarpaulin, I'm pretty excited for that outcome because I need to see how I need to see what they do. Like, like what happens like when they remove that tarpaulin and, and that dumpster starts rolling down that hill and just gaining speed and gaining speed. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see where this ends. And if they remove the tarpaulin, it's Kojima smoking with a cigarette, like like fucking solid snake wood, and that's the, that's the smoke under this. Actually, no, I, I'm gonna rechange that analogy. They take off the tarpaulin and it's a cardboard box and inside that cardboard box, just like Solid Snake is Kojima and he's also having a fucking figure, a cigarette just like uh, just like Solid Snake. I'd be like, damn, I'm so happy that you removed that tarpaulin. That was amazing, right? Yeah. That either way, it's going to be fucking awesome. Either we, either we get to watch an actual car crash or something really cool. Best case scenarios all around. Oh, oh, I get to do Quick Bits again this week. Fuck yeah. All right, Quick Bits, Max. <laughs> No clip. A crowdfunded uh, production company uh, with uh, Daniel Dwyer makes, that makes incredible video game documentaries has just released a Demon Souls docker. Have you checked it out? It may be what I'm doing tonight. Ooh. It's like just over an hour long and it looks awesome. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Ooh, yeah, for free on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5's 25th anniversary teases seven new projects with the first announcement this September. Um, that might be exciting okay. for you, Max. For me, I will reiterate what that beautiful gentleman on the first live show of AEW (laughs) did in the crowd with a giant sign that says Persona 5 sucks. Um, So shout out to that guy, whoever you are. (laughs) You are my hero. 
Uh, EA Play Live will kick off Friday the 23rd of uh, July at 3am Australian Eastern Standard Time. And Christopher Judge, best known as Tiuk in Stargate or the voice of Kratos uh, in the God of War 2018 reboot, will be the voice of Black Panther in the upcoming Marvel's Avengers content. Boy. <sighs> That's some pretty good shit. I like Christopher Judge. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Like granted, he's not gonna he's not gonna be uh you know as, as good as uh, uh the, the MCU uh, uh, Bo- uh Chadwick Boseman, but um mm. I'll allow it, I'll allow it, because up to me apparently. Yeah, uh, here are the top ten best selling PlayStation Four games with the week ending the eleventh of July. Number ten, we have Red Dead Redemption Two. It still feels fucking weird doing this. Uh, number nine, we have Ratchet and Clank. Uh, 2016's Ratchet and Clank. Uh, number eight, we have God of War. Number seven, GT Sports. Number six, UFC 4. Number five, The Last of Us Remastered. Number four, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number three, NBA 2K21. Number two, FIFA 21. And number one, for the millionth time, we have Grand Theft Auto 5. There must be a sale on again. I still don't know how they're doing it. How? Who hasn't got a copy of it? Like the only way that this gets come back to is when people get banned, so they just rebuy yeah. it at a sale. The only way it makes yeah. sense. Um. Oh, beautiful. Oh, we have upcoming titles this week, Max. Yes. How did you do it? What'd you do? Well, we used the Discord that um, excited Comcot that that excited Comcot linked us to. Man, come quite. Come I totally, re- I totally remembered it was there this time, and actually did something with it. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, dude, come quite coming through with the goods again. You know, they reached out to last week. Say, oh, thanks for the shout out. I'm like, dude, you solved <laughs> yeah. our problem. You get the yeah. shout. You get two weeks worth of shout shout outs now. Also, speaking of shout outs, what the fuck's puck? That damn. <laughs> Okay, here are the upcoming releases. Uh, Akiba's Trip, Hellbound and Debriefed, 20th of July, coming to the PS4. Chris Tales, coming on the 20th of July to both PS4 and PS5. That one looks interesting. I know, I know you, you've mm. had some interest in that bad boy. Yep. Uh, Katone Reboot, 20th of July on the PS4. My kind of game, Monster Harvest, 20th July on PS4. It's a farming game with Pokemon-esque uh, collecting. <laughs> you have your little creatures and you do farming. Yeah! Jeez. Uh, last stop on the 22nd July for the PS4 and the PS5. Urban Trial Tricky DE on the 22nd of July on PS4. And Orcs Must Die 3 on the 23rd of July on the PS4. So Monster Harvest is my request. Uh, it's it's the, it's it's my recommendation <laughs> for the week. I did request a code for that yonks ago because it has been delayed a couple of times. But uh, Keen as Mustard... For, for that one uh so hopefully next week you'll hear max's thoughts on chris tales you hear my thoughts on monster harvest i'm actually a little excited because I, I was apart from the red dead and i'm like yeah maybe i'll play red dead i haven't had a lot yeah. of like excitement to like really play something like i booted up the ps ps5 before i went mm, uh, uh. but monster harvest though are you gonna see after your stream of plague sale are you gonna see it through I wanted to I wanted to go back and continue streaming it. So the reason I haven't played it again is because I wanted to keep playing it on stream. Ah, but because okay. I just don't give a fuck about streaming games at the moment, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So I will probably, I may have to keep playing it offline. I should stream it, but I'm also not wanting to. So there's yeah, that. I know that feeling. 
Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week's episode of For the Players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast. We do a re- really appreciate you all spending your time with us for what, like, the two hundred and tenth ish time. Um, it's 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 bonkers. It's still, I still love that we get to do this each and every week, and I say that every I say that every time, but I do. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to download it. We didn't do a get less fat update, Max. How is your get less fat? You're update? frozen on me, and I can't hear you. Cool, Max froze on for me too. So before we end the show, we've got to do this earlier. Uh, during during 2020, I lost over 35 kilos using a product called uh, the Man Shake. It's wait, it's a meal sh- uh, meal uh, uh, meal replacement shake uh, that I'm an ambassador for. Uh, and so each and every week, Max and I do uh, our Get Less Fat update. Where we talk about our week in as we as we share our weight loss journeys max is frozen so i'll just keep talking about myself until he gets back oh he's back am i frozen yeah you're back or am i just sitting perfectly still both uh (laughs) so in terms of uh get less fat update max how have you gone this week that's 16 and a half kilos lost since january Uh, so i've lost about half a kilo uh this week i've been pretty slack lately Mm. i must admit um my eating habits have been Less than ideal, but because I am working a lot more, I'm getting a lot more passive exercise or what I refer to as passive exercise by just walking around at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm now clocking, instead of my usual 10,000 steps a day, I'm clocking closer to 20K steps a day. Nice. Uh, so just just that in itself has helped a lot, which is good. Yeah, nice. so I myself, once again, I, I'm like, I get committed. I'm like, yes, all right, let's go to the gym. So this week, I did return to the gym in full capacity rather than just going and doing my cardio. I have, because I'm continuing doing the, the My Muscle Chef meals. And my, my shipment arrived this morning in the cover of darkness. So I got my next week's worth of meals, which is handy because lockdown, people fucking savage the, the supermarket. It's not that bad this time. Oh, I think good. Melbourne's. Are, I think Victorians are so used to lockdown. They're just like, ah, we know that there's going to be food. Like we still have toilet rolls from last time. It's fine. Oh, we bought toilet paper today, and there <laughs> was good. there was there was toilet paper everywhere. It was yeah, great. Yeah, no one's panic buying here anymore. That's good. Which is, uh, which is really good. Uh, yeah. So I've got my meal set out for that. So I'll keep doing that. But I did actually return to uh, weights again this week, and I've spent the better part of this week with sore titties, um, which is which is good which is fine. Uh, and then, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed going back to, I did miss that, that, that endorphin rush you get from doing weights. Um, and then of course I straight up jinxed it. And then we had lockdown. So <laughs> COVID reared its ugly head. Yeah. Cause every time I try to recommit to the gym again, like the lockdown has fucked me again. It's frustrating. Like I'm vaccinated. Let me go to the gym. <laughs> you fucks. So what you need now is a home gym. Well, I have about. an exercise bike here. It's just not enough. But I don't want like I got the, the amount that I I pay for ben, the gym. Um, bench press your son. I don't. I don't know. I've tried that actually. That, he doesn't. He doesn't sit still. He's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just lay still yeah. while, I, while I bench press. He's like, no, yeah, it's very hard, Dad. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> You're gonna plank while I while I bench press you. That's it. But if you want to support us on our weight loss journey or maybe even start oh, your own, there is a link in the description. It is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P Manshake. Just by clicking on that link, you help support us. Uh, you don't even have to buy anything. Just go over there, check out what the Manshake has to offer. Maybe you uh, can also change your life just like Max and I are. That does bring us down to the show, Max. Send us home. Well, everyone, 
This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. You can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast services, give it a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, hopefully back in person, also very unlikely, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was Lockdown the 5th and also for the players.